keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms. If you want new shirts as well, we are selling them black, white, blue, dry fit, cotton. Let us know. Message us. We can get you a shirt. They're very nice and comfortable. They're beautiful. I love them. Ted, you love them too. Yeah. Absolutely. But like I said, we'll be joined with the Joseph McGuire in just a brief moment. We're going to get into the NBA. The NBA is back and how that sport, that might be the only sport other than other than hockey as well, that could be going forward and still playing with no issues. We'll get into that. We'll talk about Zion, what are the Pelicans doing, and the Lakers. The two best teams in basketball played last night. We'll get into that. LeBron being LeBron. And then we're going to go with our top 10 list in the NFL. The, the top 100 just came out. They gave the top 10 rankings. Some people had some feedback. We're going to give you our top 10 list to close out the show. But if Joseph Aguirre wants to join us and talk some Major League, there he is. Joseph, we just had a show a couple days ago, and we talked about the Miami Marlins. We talked about if baseball is going to take this major hit. Well, the big news is now the St. Louis Cardinals have two players that tested positive. And why is this such a big deal? Well, first of all, because this is the first positive cases outside the East Coast in baseball. So you see there's six teams now that are postponed games. So why is that a big deal? Well, because as we know, the more teams that continue to postpone and the t- teams that continue to realistically do the right thing, baseball looks like those chances are kind of going down. I know the Yankees have been playing well. I'm excited well, about the Yankees. Well, it's 20% of the league. But that's what I'm saying. The six teams, Phillies, Marlins, Cardinals, Brewers, Nats, and Blue Jays. Now, not all of them have positive tests. No. But because of the positive te- test, it affects the other teams playing. Like, here's the thing. The Marlins, the next time they play, they're going to be off for a week. It's going to be dramatically going to affect them and their play going forward. Same thing goes for the Phillies. The Phillies haven't played. I mean, next thing they know, they're not going to play for a week. And that's and they're, now they're, they're, they're playing for a World Series. That's a team that I, I, I could see getting into the playoffs. And, Joe, we talked about it a couple of days ago, how, how this is going to affect scheduling. I mean, the ultimate decision is plain and simple. The MLB and the NFL needed to get a bubble. Because you look at the NHL right now, zero. The NBA just started last night, and they've been playing as well. Sorry for shaking the camera. I'm sorry. I'm excited. But there's been zero positive tests with the NBA. I guess the bubble is the right formula to kind of – it's going to be around. COVID's not going anywhere for some time being. It's not going to happen. But the bubble looked like that was the right ingredient to kind of, you know, block off this virus. Joe – Give us your take as well. Join in, chime in. And how do you feel about this? Is there more of a, now as you look at it, likelihood that baseball were just maybe days away from an ultimate decision that my, my, Rob Manfred didn't want to really deal with? And guess what? He's now going to have to make I that still decision. Don't think it's going to be, I still don't think it's going to be canceled. I'm telling you, they're going to Joe, find a way to go through it. But go ahead, Joe. Look, you it, 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 they've got to get a handle on it. And if they can't get a handle on it, then they're going to – I mean, if this continues to, to break out, if you continue to have more teams canceling, if you 
end up finding a team completely decimated as the Marlins basically are at this point, and yeah. no one's complaining because it's the Marlins. If this was the Yankees or the Astros or the Dodgers, I think baseball would be taking it a little bit more seriously. And I just think the fact that it is the Marlins right now is, is really the team that we're worried about uh, as far as, you know, again, 18 members have tested positive. That's not a team with a ton of depth to begin with. They're sort of scouring the waiver wires to see what kind of garbage is around they could fill out their roster with. But yeah. I do think if this hits like an important team, I think Rob Manfred's got to take a look and, and decide whether or not it's worth it for the long run. And we, you guys were talking about it just before we went live here. You know, in the event that like some of the top names in baseball, if this thing were to get a little bit worse and guys were deciding, ah, I'm just going to go home. You, you got a big problem on yeah. your hands. And so like, it's, it's incumbent on baseball right now. They, they, they've got to get a handle on this. If this continues to get worse, you just got to shut it down. Well, in this case, you know, we're talking about it because we're doing a sports podcast show, but you look at, they just up the number. It's 34 states in, in out of 50 states in the country that, that are rising numbers. Yeah. They're in red. And you look at, these are where these teams are playing. And you got to look at these guys when they, they're go, when they go home, they go back to their families. So they could be getting it from someone else that has nothing to do with their baseball. Two of the tests they said from the Phillies weren't even player personnel people. They were staff members of the Phillies organization. Right. So it's it wasn't crazy. even crazy. actual players. You know, and but here's the thing, they still shut it down because it's that it has that effect where you have to but when you have to you have to play you have to play your cards right and joe and you said the player mike trout he's taking a leave of absence because his, his wife is soon to be having a child what happens if mike trout says i'm not coming back i'm just i just had a brand new, a, a brand new baby they come into this life dealing with well, what is different than david price saying he's not playing enough. mike trout is when we think of mike trout what is the, mike trout is one of the okay two or three if not the biggest name in baseball yeah I mean, not for nothing with david price is probably right now the biggest name who's sitting you could yeah, argue david maybe buster ryan zimmerman yeah. or buster posey but you know take out take out again you know you're talking about some some top 15 top 20 guys there Take out some of the, the top five guys in baseball. Take out a Mike Trout. Take out an Aaron Judge or a guy yeah. like that and watch and watch how quickly you would really – I mean, it, it would just make sense at some point. You know, Ted, you sort of said, like, you know, let the young guys play it out or whatever. You know, I think, I think it comes to a point where you ask yourself, is this safe for anybody? You know, because – here, no, look, hold on, hold on. Ted's rolling his eyes a little bit. Look, the, the death rate on COVID is low. Granted, it's low, okay? It mostly affects people who are older. That's coaches, that's staff, that's clubhouse people, that's umpires, that's managers. That's the problem that you're running into. This is the same thing when you get to school. Sure, that's like the, the kids aren't getting it, but they're surrounded by adults, teachers, and especially, uh, you know, 30% of teachers in this country are over 50 years old. So that's what you're ultimately running into. It's, it's This thing spreads a lot. And while a lot of people recover from it, look at Eduardo Rodriguez. He's a prime example of what happens when you get COVID. He's still not, he's still not you, you Right. What, for, for everybody who gets over it, there's still a lot of people with lingering effects. He's got some heart issue that he's developed out of this. Yeah, I know everybody, people everybody had reacted, it. Everybody's reacted to it differently. Yeah, there was on the news last night. I was watching. I know, listen, I know two people who have it who have been seeing their doctor now for the last three months since they've recovered from it. And okay. the doctors are like, the damage to your lungs is probably permanent. 
Yeah, so really. we it's, don't it's know. A, we, like, we, we still don't know enough about the virus. We still don't know. And you know what I mean? And it's only yeah. getting worse. It's not getting better. It's getting more contagious, not less contagious. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. And that's if, if we say. if we want 2021 to be a normal season and maybe a more normal world, I think it just makes sense to shut things back down. Be safest. Well, yeah. Joe, I think it's way too late to bubble it. And plus, I think for logistics reasons, you know, it works for the NHL. It works for the NBA. I don't see how baseball could really do it. Is, uh, my question would be, and I don't know this, that's why I'm asking out loud, and that's not like we're going to have the answer, the three of us, but is there a place where there's three or four stadiums where you could play multiple games? Well, we're you know, thinking of, about Arizona. Remember when they had they first came out? Like, but, I'm not the, but here's the thing. They were playing at the spring training. I'm talking like a complex. You know when you go to a kid's, like, you go to your Little League complex, there's three Little League the fields, and then you got the Babe Ruth field. That's what I'm saying. Like, does Disney World have a complex with two or three baseball fields where you could put them, I'll like the NBA, question. they put them all on the Grand Floridian. Here's my thing. I'll can answer, they, I'll can answer they for them? you. The reason why the NBA is working in the NHL, because you don't have all 30 teams. The NBA cuts out. I know, that's excuse. I know, I know yelled at me. No, no, I'm said, serious. Why can they do it? No, because they need, you need – to fit, like the NBA, they figured out, well, I know they were during the season. I know the NHL was during the season. The best option was for them to cut down the season, get rid of the teams like the Marlins and the Orioles and the Royals and the Tigers, bad teams that have no shot, have no chance of making a, a, a playoff, even making a playoff appearance. Give at least 20 teams. Put 20 teams in. Put 16. Well, there's more of a likelihood that that could have happened. Put them in the East well, Coast in New York City. They can play at Shea and what the, uh, what the Yankee Stadium. Well, you know, look, it, maybe if New York wasn't a hot spot, maybe some kind of tournament at 12 where you're running, you know, day-night double headers during the day, you, they could have certainly got creative. And I think you're right, Trevor. I think having all the teams involved is a really bad idea. It just yeah. makes the amount of people – uh, that you have to be responsible for house and, and move around. It's too big. It's just too much. And I think the NFL is going to run into the exact same problem yeah. where, you know, you go to camp with, the, they're going to drop it from 90 to 80. That's still a ton of people plus staff. You're talking each team with a, over 100 people. You're exceeding the limit capacity. Well, yeah, yeah it's it's a problem. But again, in the NFL, who are you going to send home? Who are you going to tell camp play? The Giants? The they skins. might. The Giants are one of the. the Giants are one of the. Oh, the skins. You mean the football Washington? The Washington. The, Washington, the football the team Giants from Washington. Might, the Giants might be locked out or not get locked. Out. They might be one of the teams set home because they're one of the bad teams right now. But quick, just a quick. The reason why I think the MLB is in a tougher situation now that there's more teams. I mean, the Phillies and Marlins. You got six teams currently right there. I think that even two weeks. I know. Baseball. That's what I'm saying. Is that there was the Marlins. You had one team. Okay. Well, now you got six teams that are postponing games. That's why I think baseball is going to have to make a decision within the next few days. It just stinks because I look at the Yankees, and the Yankees right now, hot. They look good. They look good, the Joe. The offense is looking They're good. all in. They're all involved. I, I watched the press conference with Aaron, um, Aaron Boone yesterday, and he said the team is totally focused. They're aware of what is going on with other teams in the COVID. They're all in. They're taking all the precautions. Well, they were affected by the COVID because they didn't play the Phillies. Well, Ch I mean, Chapman That's has awesome. it, so it is. No, not even that. They I'm do saying. have a player that, I mean, we totally forget. Aralvis Chapman is still no, not on the New York Yankees because of the Same with Sessa. DJ LeMahieu oh, yeah. oh, yes. had the virus. I mean, he's playing now, thankfully, but my God, he he's had, ripping the and ball. He's, well, like, he's yeah, there's, there's a good example of a guy who tested positive, who was asymptomatic. You know, D, DJ was fine. He never really had any any issues with it. Um, 
Certainly could have been the guy who spread it to his two teammates. Nobody knows, you know, and, and I'm not sure though. I heard, Chapman's doing good, though. I heard Chapman's doing good, but you just need two negative tests before you come back. But you know, I was reading the post because we get the New York Post and Chapman looks good. They said he's running around. He's, he hasn't shown any symptoms. Um, and I think he'll probably be back if the season's still going on in a week. He'll probably be back. I mean, they've already been affected in the sense that they couldn't play the Phillies because of this whole thing. So, I mean, part of their schedule and, and, now, and maybe right now. It looks like well, they ain't going to be playing the Marlins and because or the of, Phillies again. So because, who knows? And because of this, I do like the idea. They are going to go to double headers and seven inning games. Though one of the middle relief guy goes, that hurts me as my value because you're taking the middle relief game out of baseball. Oh yeah. Because like Joe, Joe, let's be honest. If you're going to go a seven inning double header, Cole can give you seven, so you don't need any of the middle relief. And then if you want, you could postpone. You can go with the opener and just. You can say, you know what, Yankees, we're going to go bullpen all the other second second game and give our starters extra rest and space them out. How about a guy like definitely for the Yankees? How about a guy if they did win? A guy like Chad Green, who I think to me is one of the most valuable Yankees on the entire. I don't think the Yankees should ever get rid of Chad Green. I just feel that way. I was telling my father that last night. Other than Chapman, Judge, Torres, and Cole and Stanton, I'm not shaking. I'm never getting rid of Chad Green. I just think he's. Dominate. You can do everything. And that's close middle relief. Really the middle relief, and they're going to get impacted now because of I think unfortunately, player. at some point, Chad Green's going to either want to be a starter or he's going to want to get paid like a top-notch reliever. Do you and think he could be a starter in no. the league? Do I, I personally don't. I know in his heart of heart, he still sees himself and believes himself it's like to a be Mariano one. He came up as a starter, it, but your value is he, does, well, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a good enough two and three pitch to be a starter. And that's why he is where he's at. And that's exactly the comparison to Mariano makes sense. If you're a guy who's got one really good pitch, you know, and, and in both Mariano's case and in Chad Green's case, you know, you, you've got a change up um, that you rarely ever throw. And, and Green's really got nothing else in his arsenal to get out there. So, maybe again, more post, maybe more you can't post, be a two-pitch starter. It, it just, you know, I mean, again, anybody who doesn't have a dominant third pitch, if you look at their times through the lineup, by that second time, third time is horrible. Uh, worse than Tanaka against the Red Sox last year kind of numbers, I'm talking. Remember that game? That game. So let's talk about which one, dude. Everybody forgets. Not only was there the London London game, game, there was the week when they came back. It was just as bad. Yeah, that's true. So let's talk about who's hot for the Yankees right now, and then we're going to get into the the really, 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 really bad. You want to start with the bad? Okay, let's start with the bad. Because me and Joe, if we got to see of a pre-show, me and Joe got into this. So let's start off with the the atrocity of Gary Sanchez. And Brett Gardner. And Brett Gardner. And I'm getting ticked off with the whole Gardner thing because where the hell is Clint Frazier? The man, when hitting in spring training, he's hitting the crap out of the ball. Hitting home runs. Why are we? Why? 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 This is why I talked about Just Boone. wasting away. This is why time. I talked about Boone in before that when we had our pre-show last week. And you're like, oh well, Boone. Oh, well, he's been great. I know, but decisions like this is where he has to come in clutch for us. And right now he's dropping the ball. But is Gardner's, it his call? Is it his call? You're so, the main manager. Yes, you are the manager of the New York Yankees. Everything runs around. How can you even ask a question like that as a sports guy? How do you ask a question like that? How do you ask a question? Gardner should like not be that. off the team. No, that, seriously. No, no, Steve. But he should he come should off the bench. Value team. veteran off the bench. Veteran presence. He still is going to get 
he's going to get base hits. He's going to hit some home runs, but he's clutch when he need, when he needs most. But this is what I talked about in the pre-show last week, and you jumped on me for it. Aaron Boone needs to make good decisions, smart decisions. Clint Frazier, give this man a chance. He's not even a he's a, he's a he's a good ball player when given the chance. Gardner is struggling. Why do we have oh because he's a veteran presence and we need to continue that Yankee tradition of keeping the older guys and no it's not about that anymore Gardner's still there Gardner should not be off the team no that's that's not smart to say that's not a smart thing to say he should stay on the team but Cliff Frazier should be Cliff Frazier should be playing for the New York Yankees right now and he should be having a a serious role to be exact uh, honestly and then Gary and then Gary Sanchez as well is another thing Oh, we got the national anthem. We got CC. Susan's gonna sing it. Really? Ugh. <laughs> and then CC's throwing Imagine. up. Imagine. Yeah. I miss CC. I mean, I do miss CC. Well, we got. Then, 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 let's get. I did. We did. So I was and then I got to get into it, Joe. With you, the atrocity of Gary Sanchez. He just looks. I saw it last week. He looked lost. I know it was the first game, but we come back a week later, and he still looks just completely lost. Like Stanton. Stan looks like a totally new human being. I mean, he's trimmer, and he's just patient at the plate. Judge, he looks like Judge is playing well. If those two guys can stay healthy, we know what they can do. But if Sanchez, that's what we always talk about Sanchez. It seems like since we've been doing this show with us three, we always feel like Gary Sanchez is like, if we can ever get him going, and we always talk about 250, 275, that's like a dream right now, Joe. That's just That that feels like that's not going to happen. And fairy tale land right there. But when this guy is as talented as he is, and we know he's one of the better catchers in all of baseball when he's Best. on. Why does why is why is he so like lost? He looks like me playing in the MLBs. My point is, is that I would struggle really badly in the MLB because I can't hit any of those pitches. Let's be Sir, honest. You couldn't do much worse than he's doing right now. That's I will point. give you that. You know, as an avid supporter of Gary Sanchez, please explain to me why you still have all this trust in Gary Sanchez. Mike Tuckman should also be playing. He was here. That's, an, that's another ball. thing. He was Mike Tuckman. Can I, can I tell you ahead. honestly why? You know, I, I got into it with somebody on social media just a day ago who suggested Gary Sanchez is lazy. And I suggested that's just a lazy take. That's nobody, a lazy, yeah. nobody works harder than Gary Sanchez. Does he have to fish in season his game? Goddamn right he does. Yeah. But, but he's working on it. Don't don't act like the guy's not. Don't act like it's like this doesn't affect him. Know how well he's been catching, though. The framing looks really good. So it seems like when Gary works on one thing, Gary has a hard time getting to the other things. <laughs> Ronald Acuna Jr. is off to almost as horrible a start as Gary Sanchez. Nobody's calling Acuna lazy. Nobody wants to send him back down to the minors. Give it a couple more games. Once this guy okay, gets so heated gonna up, he's going to be fine. Look, he's just – if you, I, I watched the Braves game the other night. Acuna was late on fastballs down yeah, the he middle. Looks, yeah, he looks late. Gary's got the, the same ball. problem. When these guys get their hands caught up and, and, and the bat speed's all back to where it needs to be, they're going to be just fine. The other thing I want to point out about Gary Sanchez, and you guys know this better than anybody, so – Talk about this when you talk about the kind of hitter he is. This guy's a straight guess hitter. Gary Sanchez sits on pitches. That's why some of his swings are god-awful, and you're like, what is he doing? Yeah. Same as Soriano. These are classic guess hitters. They they use the count. They sit on a pitch, and they swing like that's the pitch coming, and when it's not, they look 
embarrassingly bad. But when they make contact, yeah, it's 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 good things when they make. When they hit contacts, yeah, it's usually a home run or it's a rip you down the line. What, you know what's been killing me about Sanchez, though? Is, Joe, I wanted to ask you his, Hold on. Is his patience <laughs> hasn't gotten better. His patience as a batter of seeing the ball. I wanted to ask now, you I know, quickly I, something. I, I know you can learn that over time. He's had more than enough bat, uh, bats as a catcher, as a New York Yankee, as a professional hitter to say, okay, usually they say, what's it, 1,000 to 1,500 at bats where you can really tell where a, a batter is. Yeah. Um, in his in his process, and he hasn't improved. You know what's funny is he came up and tore it off, and we had this such high expectation. Like we thought guy, he was going to be the new face of the New York Yankees. He was going to be the guy, and he has gotten worse. I think as a hitter overall, he's a, you can still tell me yeah he's put up 30 home runs, he's got 100 RBIs, but he's gotten worse as a complete hitter. Since he's come up, he was almost better now. We're judging like okay, he came up, he hit the 52 home runs, but I watched Judge. He's become a more balanced hitter yep. every year. He can His hit, biggest problem, he can hit everywhere around the, on the field. The problem with he him is everywhere. he's injured, so he doesn't get into that flow. So when he comes back, he struggles. But when he's flowing like he is right now, he's smooth. And you look yep. at Stan last night. You listen oh, to Paul O'Neill I mean, last my night. My goodness, he's Paul O'Neill says even when he's missing, his posture, his body level is still straight up. There's a lot of balance in Before, him. Hold, it's like when A. Rod had that season. You oh, saw yeah. him, yep. his hips. There was a lot of less movement within, the, within the legs and yep. the hips. And if you know hitter, it's all about balance. It's about staying relative behind the ball, and he looks smooth, and it shows. Every ball he hits, even the ones he's. He's gotten out, have been all high-powered, high-contact. You look at the – they showed a uh, number last year. In the 18 games he played last year, Stan, okay. he had the two hardest-hit balls of anyone in the entire season last year. I mean, yeah, thank you for bringing that up, Joe. I mean, look at that stat line right now. This is John Carlos Stan currently right now through five games. He's 8 for 15, two home runs, six RBIs, four runs, and he's getting on base. I don't know if you have the OPP of, of – uh, John Carlos Stanton, but he's getting on base, it seems like, a lot. And I wanted to get back to you quickly about the Gary Sanchez thing. So you said how many more games? How many more games do you want to go, Joe, until I have to – until you could start saying something about uh, – start saying, what are you going to give me, three games? Uh, if there is actually any more games going forward, we still don't know. But how many more games? I'll, get, weekend, I'll give you three, how about three to five games. Give me three six. Games. Give me six. No, Hold, no, on. Give me six. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Give me no six way. games. Give me no. six games. Hold on. With the guarantee on the seventh day, or by the seventh day, he will have had a three-hit game. Yes, what? He better. So you're giving me okay. So what are the That's so so you give me one week. You're gonna give me a week. He's got to have one three-hit game. Correct. And and what else? What if he goes? What if he has that one three-hit game and he's I don't know. He's still hitless before then. Well, I think I win. It's just going to be a three-hit game. And the bet is so sandwich, sandwich of your choice wherever you want it from. We got to go to that meat house. We snow no, the weather's real meat house, the chicken part. We got to get the chicken part. That's still that's – still See, here's okay. the thing. We're playing the I'll r- give you a week. Fair enough. You Fair enough. A three-hit game. Or, or, or I'll take a hit in all six games. One hit in six straight games. Well, how about if he gets to a hundred, a hundred batting average? Is that or is that part of the bet too? If he gets to, 100? I don't know if I don't know if that's possible. Leave it with a hit per game, but sure. 
Listen, so they're playing their rivals tonight. We start tonight. We're oh, I, we didn't even talk about that. We're yes. playing the Red Sox. Yeah. If he can't get a hit this weekend, Joe, against the Red Sox, we may get to see Montgomery against the pitch pitching tonight. staff. I'm intri- are you intrigued by seeing Montgomery pitching? No, I'm intrigued to see Tanaka pitch this weekend. See how he performs after getting well, a hit. Well, we haven't seen Montgomery pitch an actual real yeah, game. Yeah, have. He pitched in he, spring training. I'm talking about an in-regular season game. I want to see how he pitches because we haven't seen him in over a year and a half now. So the, he's a big deal for this Yankee pitching staff that's been dealing with some injuries and some struggles, early on struggles. So this is a big deal for Jordan Montgomery. Stan's been amazing. Judge looks great. A huge clutch hit for him. A bomb last night. And the Yankees look good. Cole looks good. Stan, if those two guys, I tell you, if Stan stays healthy, the team. we got we got to remember, ladies and gentlemen, this man was the former NL MVP when the Yankees traded for him. This man was a top five player maybe in all of baseball. And we completely think that this guy was like, is like a B plus player. Like this guy was like, we looked at him like he was crap. Like the, I remember, te- I remember you guys. I remember I've te- sworn by the guy from day one. I and I said, as long as he gets back to business, he's going to be fine. And here he is. And when te- I'll never forget it. When we had a show and he had the five K game and Ted was bull- like, I would boo. It's like, this guy was still is in an exceptional talent, and he looks trimmer. He just looks patient at the plate, and when he hits that, when he gets that bat on the ball, whoo! You better not be a, a pitcher or something, because that's a dangerous ball to make a play. Because he's ripping it. Every hit last night was ripped, and he looks good. Him and Judge, these are the two guys we've been hoping if they can carry our offense into the future. If you notice too, dude, I mean, he's he's locked in, head is on the ball. He's, uh, you know, he's obviously ripped a bunch of balls to left field, but I've seen him go the the, the opposite field a couple of times. You know, he looks like the hitter that we know he can be. Yep. Now that he's healthy, he hasn't been healthy since he's been on this team. He's finally healthy. He's physically in the best shape of his life, probably. And now you're getting the kind of results you wanted to get when the Yankees picked him up in the first place. So bonus. And, you know, like not for nothing, maybe, maybe he can learn up. Maybe uh, Gary Sanchez can, can learn a little bit something there from Giancarlo Stanton, you know, as far as using uh, the patience that you say he lacks at the plate. I think there's definitely something to that. Or we can, he could take a couple of um, uh, from your wiffle ball. (laughs) <laughs> Come on, man! You're killing the ball with the ball, supposedly. You're like the you're like the Babe Ruth. I think him and Mike Trout got the same batting practice this year. I am yeah. batting five seventy five currently. Three homers, twenty three ribby through eight games. I you know, am. Yeah, they have stats. They have oh yeah, bro. Stats and his like OBP is incredible. His slugging percentage. I think you have a couple strikeouts though. I think I saw. Like, I've, three I've now strikeouts. struck out. I've struck out four times in sixty oh, at bats, but I've only. So here's the key though. How is the team performance doing? It's not there. about the individual. Yeah, how are you winning? The team? What's the win loss? I'm sort of the Mike Trout of the <laughs> wiffle ball league. Where well, that means my... you're hitting in the clutch. So you, you know, you're hitting in the clutch. Oh, you're not. Hitting in the clutch. Well, the problem is, you know what happens? Here's why we keep losing. We run into the situation where. I mean, I'm, and I don't mean to dog my teammates, but I'm way better, and so they do. I'm the, I'm also the Barry Bonds of this league, which is why. And Trev, you just mentioned, you know, my my on base percentage is like I believe 790. Um, I've got I've got 20 walks on the season, and it seems like as soon as I get into a spot where I could do some damage, they they it's all balls in the dirt. 
to to switch over, so you said the name Barry Bonds, and the reason why I'm switching over to this is because of well, if you saw earlier this week, we had some fireworks, the rematch, the most anticipated rematch of the LA Dodgers and the Astros. And we wanted to see, hey, was there going to be some kind of fireworks? Well, good old Joe Kelly. And we know Joe Kelly from past Yankees-Red Sox rivalry, him and Tyler Austin. Here's the thing. I kind of, I've been so, I've been kind of really ticked off about this whole thing with the Joe Kelly situation because he's gotten, he got suspended eight games. And the reason why you brought up Barry Bonds, well, those guys have gotten, those guys acted, and Ted, you said it best, like they're criminals for what they did. They have been, they've been hated. They've been kind of like kicked to the curb for baseball for what they did. So the Houston Astros, what did the Houston Astros get? The Houston Astros still to this day get a little slap on the wrist. And now everybody wants to say, look, I don't wish anybody to get hurt. I don't wish any of that. But what did you expect? Did you expect that teams were not going to make an attempt at this team? Like, did you expect them to not go throughout this season without any issues? I mean, what did you expect? And Rob Manfred, again, comes in and saves his little guys. He helps the little boys to help them out. So you mean to tell me that Joe Kelly deserves a longer suspension than any player on a Houston Astros organization? Joe, it would have been 22 I, games in a, to a hundred if, if you were putting it out to 162 games, it would have been a 22 game suspension. And I thought one of our old fellow colleagues from um, CSB asked this the perfect question, Andrew Hoops. He goes, "What would a normal game suspension be, or what would happen if a guy hit a player?" And I'm like, honestly, probably wouldn't get a suspension on unless there was a full, in this unless there was a in full melee brawl where it got out of hand. He probably would get five games, and then it would get brought down to three, maybe. Have eight games. What is that? What is MLB trying to? What do you think they're because trying? Because of the COVID, but they don't want the brawl. But the dot. Here's the problem, and I'm going to interrupt I for one second. The Astros bad. know that you can't brawl. So why the hell were you getting out of the dugout? Why? You're a grown up. You know you're not supposed to have a fight. So why were you coming out of the dugout? You know you're not supposed. Did to. you think it wasn't going to happen? What's up? Did you think not one person you're in this whole 60 game cheat. season was not going to throw at you? You all now don't throw it at my head. 100. Do not throw at no. someone's head. I don't wish any of that. But no. do what Joe Kelly did to Tyler Austin. Hit him as hard as you can in the ribs. Sorry. Why? You don't think guys in football when someone talks a big game like Baker Mayfield, someone doesn't go around the corner and take an extra harder shot at him? Absolutely. And Dusty Baker says Joe Kelly is the one who's no D- Dusty. I know so, you're new to this to this situation. Welcome to the party, Dusty. But no, the Astros started this two years ago, and this is what we were expecting. And Ted, you make a great point. Is the maybe I guess the COVID does play a part. They don't want Betches clearing brawl, but still, how this guy got suspended eight games? They'll probably get brought down to five. Is beyond me because of the factor. It is a shortened season and. I mean, Manfred, what did you expect was going to happen? That's all I want to continue to say. What did you expect was going to happen? That these guys were going to just go through the season with the breeze with no issues? Like, there's teams that are generally pissed off, the Dodgers included. The Yankees have to be inclined with that as well. I mean, there's teams that are pissed off that these teams cheated and got away with it. And the apologies were sucked. They weren't good apologies. They didn't really seem to care. So what did you expect, Joe? I mean, I mean, talk about when you saw, what would you think? Well, I think it's funny. You said Dusty Baker said Joe Kelly's the one that started this mess. And it's like, dude, you're you're like, you're not in in reality here, man. You, yeah, you know, you're a new kid on the block. Shut up, dude. Yeah, shut right. up. 
Uh, I just wrote an article about this whole thing. It's called Astros About to Pay the Piper. You can check it out at clippercrestmedia.com. Well, I, I on Facebook when I woke up. I started scrolling. I, I, I liked it. I was going to share it on the page. It, it looked very interesting. Look, here's the thing. The players themselves were upset with the investigation, knowing that the players were given immunity, to, to admitting that they cheated. The Bregman and Correa uh, apologies came after Jim Crane basically said, it didn't make a difference anyway. You got those weak apologies. Correa starts running his mouth after Bellinger. Bellinger had a legit question. Did Aaron Judge get robbed of the 2017 MVP? I thought he did when it happened, not knowing that yeah. there were possibly going to be accusations against Altuve. Uh, and I understand you wanted to protect your teammate, but you guys did wrong. You've shown no remorse, and clearly Major League Baseball players are going to police like they're supposed to police. And since Major League Baseball didn't dole out the proper justice, some of the veteran guys, guys like Joe Kelly, will definitely remind the Astros each and every week to lose the attitude. I mean, seriously, lose the attitude. And to act like you don't understand what's going on. I'm glad shirt has already made its way on sale. It says, nice swing, bitch. Really? Really? Yeah, that is what Joe Kelly said to Correa right after oh, he yeah, struck yeah, him out. Yeah, struck him out yeah. I can't believe those are already shirts. Dude, those were out the night the night the night it happened. Uh, I found that on Twitter, and I was like, "Gonna get me one of those." The Astros, the Astros, seriously, better get their act together. Maybe try another apology. Maybe maybe tell teams. And this this goes to like you know just in general in life. If you give an apology and the person on the other side doesn't seem to accept it, then then don't assume that your problems are gone. And the other thing is you look at it. Here's the positive. The Dodgers whooped their rear ends down in Houston, okay? Joe, I sent you the message yesterday, and you wrote, your reply was, ha, ha, ha. I said the Astros score have scored four runs in 22 innings at home. I guess the trash cans are not, are not around to help because you'll hear everything. What I mean, what, he, what, he, only, he only ripped his shirt off because, you know, listen, he only ripped his shirt off because listen, his wife did. I listened, to Adam, I listened to Adam Shine the other day, and he said, I have never, ever seen a player who hits a walk-off home run in an ALCS or any championship game or any, or any game and purposely have the mindset as he's rounded third base to hold his jersey with two hands to say, don't rip off my jersey. Even okay. even, and, he, and, he even mounted, mounted it. And then run into the locker room to change his outfit to put on a new shirt. While the celebration because, was going uh, listen, on. I've seen a guys for Yankees hit walk-offs, and there's a Gatorade bath, and the shirt gets ripped off, and then in the thing, they gets splashed and again. And that's a regular season game. Meredith Marakovic, who's, in, who's interviewing. My question to you two guys is, because of what Joe Kelly did, is that going to affect another pitcher from doing that to them down the road in any of the next 50-something games? Go ahead, Joe. Well, and here's why I think that's no, fun and interesting. Said, oh. I think when you look at these expanded rosters, you got someone on your uh, roster who could come in, throw a ball into Correa's backside, and then take an eight-game suspension. You don't need him anyway. I, I think if teams really want to send a message, I wouldn't be surprised to see that sort of situation play out where you bring somebody up who, you know, you're, you're willing – who's willing to uh, – Take the hit for the team. Maybe the veterans throw some money in a pot, take care of the fine and loss of salary or whatever. I think that might be the way to go here, and I, I mean, highly encourage it, baseball. Plain and simple, what I've seen, 
that Manfred and baseball company are going to protect the Astros as best they can. They They're going to answer your question. They're going to protect them as much as they can. And if you're going to throw at them and if you're going to do any kind of suspect actions to this team, then you're going to pay the price. And in a season that is short, and then who knows how much longer this season's going to go on. It's, and it's going to affect teams because Joe Kelly is an integral part of that Dodgers bullpen. So you lose him for eight games and who knows if, if say the Yankees, God forbid, I know the, Yan- I don't see the Yankees doing it because I don't know. I personally don't see it, but somebody could do it. I wouldn't be surprised, but say it's like a, a Chapman or say it's like a Britain or somebody just like an out of Vino or Tommy Kane. Like, what if it's one of those guys, Chad green and they get suspended for eight games. That hurts the Yankees because, well, the Yankees bullpen, as we all know, is well, is not the best bullpen. But here's here's the thing: it, you can let one slip, you can let one slip up, you know, slightly up in, and again, not at the head, but you know, if you were to to, to catch Bregman on the left shoulder, he should have hit know, him the first time and not missed him. You say say you're up five, say you're down eight in a game against against the Astros. You know you throw one up and in, you hit them. If you don't hit them, don't throw another one because then you know. And again, I think when you're when you're when you're Joe Kelly, and you were like, yeah, you know, like seven pitches slipped that inning. It's a little hard to it's a little well, hard to swallow that. A, the Bregman pitch was a three zero pitch. Was a three zero pitch that he missed. Sure, an absolute, but an absolute great time to throw a pitch if you're going to throw with somebody. If you're going to throw with one of the best hitters, then hit him. Why try? If you're going to, if you're purposely trying to hit him, and and you listen, you if you can hit a a corner strike zone an inch off the plate, you can hit the guy in the ribs or the legs or the rear end. Okay, you didn't have to throw at his head, and I don't agree with throwing at anyone's head. I'm sorry. No, I don't know, Joe. I, so I think we can all agree baseball, on that. That's like a football, a total legal hit where you leave your feet and you spear a guy head first, head down, and you just totally I take a guy out. I think we could all agree on that. There should be you don't, you don't, you don't, ruin, yeah. you don't ruin someone's life, but you yeah. still can still get your point across. Wow, what an interesting week with baseball. So many. That's why baseball has to keep going. going. So many. They have I to know, keep I, going, well, Joe. You just hey, hit the stand hey, up and you move forward. Here's the thing. They can try, but. When you have a pandemic, it's going to be tough to. That's all I'm saying. I, I want baseball to continue, but it's going to be tough when you have a pandemic, a global pandemic that's still going on right now, and it's affecting the game, and we don't know what it's going to be like. So It's going to be like a video game. The last man survivor, baby. Just keep on going. <laughs> Marlins, you're out next. Who's next? Who's next? Who's, Who's next? just going? Just keep going. If we get to 40 games and there's only 12 teams, there you go. Here's the final 12. All I know Let's is go. Yankees, Red Sox tonight. This weekend, I hope that they can play the entire series. There's a lot of highs right now for baseball. There's a lot of lows. We don't know what's going to happen, just like we don't know what's ha- what's happening with COVID-19. There's an unknown every each and every day, and that's what's happening in baseball. Let's get over to the NBA. And where, well, there's been a lot of highs. There's been no lows for the NBA because, well, they did the smart thing. And Adam Sil- Silver, I always will give him credit because it seems like he's one step ahead of, like, Roger Goodell, where I think Roger Goodell and the NFL have been dropping the ball in this whole situation with COVID. Can hold I on. Hold, no, hold on. And the MLB definitely dropped the ball with this whole situation. He has an easier but job. The, but the NBA, I know, but the NBA, I know, they got more players. I know it's that. not the players. Still, the, you, the management and the NBA and players get along a lot better. The CBA, stuff, he Go allows ahead. the Go players ahead. to be themselves. Sit back and relax. Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. Well, I was just trying to get into it. Major League Baseball has, we know this because 
they couldn't agree on finances during a pandemic when people have no job. Don't the do, NBA allows don't LeBron to be. That's why players have they social have justice. My says is say my name on the back of the have, shirt. They don't it would never happen okay, in baseball. Okay. It would never happen in football. You can never see Patrick Mahomes saying social injustice on the back of his jersey. It never happened. Then don't have a season baseball if you can't figure this out. Don't have a season. It's that simple. The NBA, they were figuring out they were two steps ahead of everything, and that's why they had no positive test. That's why their first night was huge, as expected. But I want to get into the first game, which was an, a great game. came down to the last second of the game. My biggest thing is, why the hell is Zion Williamson, a 20-year-old basketball player, playing 15 minutes? And I understand this is a team that is trying to make the playoffs. They're not going to win a championship right now. Maybe they'll in a couple years down the road with all those young pieces. My thing is, why? Why is he not playing? He's your best player. He's your most important player. I can also give the Devils Advocates reason to say, like I said, they're not going to the they're not going to win, and you want him for the future. But when this kid is 100% healthy, he's lost pounds. He's lost 25 pounds since quarantine. Looks great. He looks great. He looks like a he looks like a, a fit monster now. Why? <laughs> this kid is 20 years old, Joe. He should be playing. He's your most important asset. He could have played 20 minutes. He should. He could have played 20 team, minutes. And for a team that is trying to get into the playoffs, every game is a must win. You had a chance to win that game last night. Huge you game. were going down to the wire with a team that some think could make a Western Conference Finals appearance in the Utah Jazz. They were down to the wire. They had opportunities. Why not have your best player in who makes plays when he has the ball in his hands? Why are you giving me 15 minutes? by Steve. Give me 20 to 25 minutes. That's what I'm trying to say. Playing eight, like I said, yeah, eight regular season. People want to see Zion versus LeBron. Excellent point, Steve. People want to see it. Money. Who doesn't want to see Zion? I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies are a great team. John Morant is a big star, but Zion, LeBron, just well, think yeah, of so just the, the, the ball. You got Josh Hart, the trade. No, I Mark, know you have the, yeah, Brandon Ingram. You, you got four Lakers on that team. My point is, you're there. Every game is a must win. You got accepted. You got an invitation to get a chance to play more basketball. Where there's teams like the Knicks, the Cavaliers, Pistons, there's eight more teams that are sitting home now because, well, they were terrible. You have a great chance. You're one of 21 other teams that got a chance to play and get a chance to play in the, on the playoff. Why not let your best player play? I know the rest. I know he's so valuable to your franchise. Yeah, but it's eight games. But he, exactly. What every five game, more every game going is to make a difference. Every game is a must win for you. And what, what kills me about this is, okay, whatever you want to do, the minutes restrictions. How do you take him out the last two minutes of the game? The guy had 13 points in 15 minutes. He's a productive player. He's a rebounder. He's he's a playmaker. He's able to do things that other guys are not. Listen, he's not LeBron James. Okay? So get that out of your head. He's a closer to Charles Barkley, Carl Malone type guy. Pretty good, physical, pl pretty good players. Hall of Famers. He's a physical presence. He's an athletic player. He can get you a second chance points. You follow ups. I mean, at the end of the day, when they need a rebound, he's right there. Yep. I mean, he's he, he can block shots. He's he's an overall. Very good player right now, and hopefully could be a great player. He has the opportunity to be an all-star for 10 to 15 years. You is got eight games. That why? So, what, so what is going to be the difference if you play him five more minutes? Really, the guy has gotten in great shape since the COVID has taken away ba basketball from all of us and from them. Why not? I know he left for a couple days for things, but it wasn't going to kill him. It was, don't give me all these scientific numbers and all this BS about, well, if he played 22 minutes, it would have had effect as me. Stop. 
Just stop. It sounds like analytics. I don't want to It sounds like it. analytics and baseball. Okay, this is, this is, <laughs> we miss talking about the analytics. This, this is BS, man. Like, you have eight games. Like, that game was crucial. Joe, did you watch any of the games? Did you did watch, watch any, any of the basketball, basketball last night? I time? did. I did. And look, I, I got to tell you. Uh, yeah. The NBA did a great job. Everything was oh, yeah. The court looks great. The 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 fans in the background through the social media That's was great. Cool. The crowd noise. You know, the only difference is you didn't have the crowds on the stand. But I thought everything that the NBA had did produce. It wasn't like a scrimmage. It was like a real game. And the players, both games. I know we're going to get into the second game in a second. Yep. Both played it like it was a real game. Like it was any other game. Like that it you was would a watch. playoff. Game. It was a playoff game. And both games came down to two yes, points and did. came down to the last buckets. Both of them. Joe, what was your, how, Sorry, do you feel, how do you feel about this whole Zion thing? Do you think the kid, the kid he's 20 years old. We do realize this. You think, I think you have to agree with us that this kid should be playing more than 15 minutes when he's as important, if not your best player. Or are you team. playing it safe? I would play it safe with Zion for a variety of reasons. I mean, you've got, I mean, look, zero chance. The, the fact that, that, that they even got invited to come speaks volumes. And I think like you guys just alluded to and Steve said, I think if it wasn't for Zion, there would be no reason to even have the Pelicans there in the first place. The team gave him strict orders not to overextend Zion, which, I mean, what does that even mean? Like, at what point is it overextending? Is 18 minutes overextending, but 15's not? Is 20 too much? I, I think just getting that kid out there, getting him used to the speed of the game for a few games before they pack it up and head home, I think that's really all they're trying to do. He went four times. He basically subbed in. I mean, he's basically playing like, um, you know, your top backup at this point, and that's really all you're getting from Zion. But I, it doesn't – look, it doesn't make sense for this guy because he's a beast, as you, as yeah. you said, and, and – I think I think the fear would be that he would he's not he's not ready to exert himself fully, but I don't think you could stop a guy like that from doing it. So he's almost endangering himself just because that's the way he plays. And I would much rather do it in a season where I'm at least competitive and I have some kind of chance. Then I'm willing to go out there and let him sacrifice his body and whatever happens, happens. Okay. So I, I think it's the best for me. I know it's frustrating and, you know, you're talking about one of the, the, the top young players in the game, but you got to be smart about it. That's a huge investment for them. This is the guy that's going to turn that franchise around. And if, if he's not, so he needs to get his legs under him. He needs to get used to the speed of the game. Next year, they're all in. You'll see Zion's numbers like they should be. So you said it perfectly. What's the difference of 18 minutes and 15 minutes? See, that's what, see, that's what kills me because, Joe, you could have played him the last two minutes of the game. He would have finished with 17 minutes, and it could have been the difference of a win and an opportunity to make the playoffs. Yeah. I don't think two minutes is going to hurt you. Maybe I still have that old-school feeling, and I don't play all the scientific analytics, and I'm also not the owner of a guy that's going to be hopefully my future for the next 15 years. Yeah. But it's like having a pitcher like, well, we're going to hold him at 80. So – 90 pitches is if he finishes the inning is really gonna like 10 more pitches is gonna affect his elbow, really like yeah. why or, or, or why wasn't it 70 then if you're that concerned why is he pitching at all you know like if you're that concerned like if you know the old saying Joe when you play it too safe you're more likely to get hurt than a guy that goes about about 100 miles an hour you know what I mean you can only play a sport at one way and it's 100 miles an hour if you play if you play safe you're more likely to get hurt that's all that's what wants a lot. I think Joe's trying to get no, 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 no. Listen, I, I don't. And I listen. I appreciate. I appreciate your. I love the old school mentality. I, I, I obviously understand it, and I'm with you. But you know, now that we're in an in an industry where 
you know, back back 15 years ago, we were talking about guys that were making three, seven, ten million a year, and that was a yeah, ton. That's true. But I have a now you got guys making that. twenty and thirty million a year, and and I mean million. that's a that's a big, big investment, and I think when you have guys like that and you look at, again, what in the NBA especially, look at what one guy can do for a team. So what and how you, one guy, and then you throw him a wingman, and next thing you know, six championships. So Joe, That's how it works in the NBA. So, Joe, let me come back with this then. You got the Lakers last night, who are six and a half games up for first place, and LeBron James and Anthony Davis are playing 30-plus minutes in their first game back in a real game that really doesn't have that much – it doesn't have the impact that the, the Pelicans are, need because they're trying to get into the playoffs. We know the Lakers are going to be the number one seed. We know they're in the playoffs. LeBron's into his 15th season, no. maybe 16th. 17th season. Is it 17th already? What does it look like? Got, he looks you, like a 25-year-old You got LeBron strong. James and Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis who's had multiple injuries. You got both of those guys playing 30-plus minutes in a game that doesn't mean that much last night, but a team that's trying to make a playoffs who's a 20-year-old who can't play five more minutes. So I, I don't where, get it. Where's, you, yeah, where's the... you got a, team, a game that's more meaningful for a team and a game that doesn't mean crap to the Lakers, but you got you got a 17-year veteran guy. I hate players. to say this. I hate to say this, but I think you care more than the Pelicans do. You don't think they want to make the playoffs? No, I don't think the Pelicans care either way. No, I, I don't. Think they, I, I think Joe why, might, well, well, why, well, why do you say that? I think he's, he might why? be right. Why, why do you say because that? I think why? Because my best player would have been on the court for 27 minutes or 30 minutes last night. Clearly, clearly they're more concerned about him not being injured with not overextending him than they are wins. Plain and simple. And, and if that isn't, if that wasn't abundantly obvious last night, they're invested in Watch the next few games. I think you're going to see more of the same. I think if he hits whatever the numbers limit is for the game and they come down to another last-second situation where it'd be great to feed it to Zion, it's not going to happen. He's not going to be in the game. They do not care. And and the reality of it is, is if they were to make the postseason, you're just extending your season by what? Three or four more games? It's a waste of time. It's a waste of travel. These guys don't care. I think they're just happy to be back playing, get a couple of games in, take the rest of the summer off, and hope to God by the time we come back in the fall that we got a handle on things. Let's get in quickly to the Lakers, and then we'll get over to the NBA to close out, or the NFL to close out our top 10 players list. The Lakers, Clippers, these are two best teams playing. This is what we've been wanting to see since day one when Kawhi and Paul George went to the Clippers and you got AD with LeBron. It was as expected. This is going to be the Western Conference Finals for everybody that thinks there's going to be like the Rockets or somebody or the Jazz. No, sorry. These are the two best teams in the NBA. The Bucs are really good. I get that. They might have the MVP, but these are the two best teams. And the scary thing is the Clippers didn't have a full team last night. They're missing a lot of key components of that roster, and the Lakers only won by two. The Lakers are losing some of their players, too, because of the whole COVID thing. Avery Bradley's a huge miss. Rondo with injury. But Montrez, Montrez, it Montrez, he did. Montrez Harrell's not playing. Lou Williams isn't playing. Key players. Key players for these Clippers teams. Do you know this they're also going, 10 and 1, the Clippers, when they are, full, they are 10 and 1 when they are full strength this season? But an excellent game last night. This is what the NBA, I know, I'm sorry. The NBA is yeah, excited. The NBA is back. It looks like the NBA is going to move forward with everything in this bubble because it's working. The bubble, as we as as we've seen, time will tell. Still, is working right now, and the NBA 
what a huge hit for them, as expected. It was two great games, two important games. The ratings doubled last night, as expected. Like I said, it, it, that's but I also think happen. that also plays in a part that but we haven't Lakers, seen sports in so long that I don't think. Can I just say I think LeBron is. I I, I really do think. This is the Lakers' year. LeBron looks like he's on a mission to prove everybody wrong, to win another title. And just because, I mean, well, I just – the Lakers with Kobe losing his life this year, I just feel like this is this is the year the Lakers come back on top. I know people don't want to hear that, but this is – I just see this team in mid – I don't care, Joe. Call me crazy. This team is on a mission, and they're going to have the Mamba backing them up as well. See, I don't Anthony see Davis, my thing is Anthony Davis – he has to stay healthy. He is so important, so valuable. We know what LeBron can do, but when you have Anthony Davis, who is a dominant defender, who can score anywhere on the court, could give you 27 to 30 points, give you 12 rebounds, he can do everything right for the Lakers. I'm excited to see where it goes forward with the NBA. we got seven more games going forward, and then we'll start the playoffs. But right now, it looks like a positive. Adam Silver did well. The bubble is working. And I can't wait to see what the rest of the season is going to look like. I just hope that they can continue and they can just finish. Because right now, we might not have NFL football. College football looks like it's in up in the air. And baseball looks like it's up in the air. So we got to hope that hockey and, and the NBA really do continue because well if not 2020 see, what are your arrows well see be? if i'm a laker fan i'm worried because here's the thing it is worried you, you, you barely beat the clippers last night and they were not even full strength so what's it going to mean when the clippers are full strength and they have the That's, full yeah and they have the full they, depth yeah. of the team and, and and their rotation is that much smoother and Kawhi and, and well the lakers, 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 lakers and all these guys have got their legs under them a little bit more and it's not the eight games or the first game they're going to be fully stretched they're going to be in playoff mode it's going to be it's because we know what Kawhi Leonard is in the playoff now I'm not knocking LeBron James last night he didn't have a LeBron James type game look at his numbers last night he was very you love love LeBron yes I think he's top three player of all time without a question of doubt don't want to hear your argument that he's not. He is without question of doubt top three player. He looks time. like you want. He looks like you want to chime it's in not, on that. It's not even close. Okay, his number. I don't want to listen to his rankings his, because his, he doesn't think Scottie Pippen's a top fifty player, and that's blasphemy. We're not getting into rankings with you on that. I would love to get into that argument any day of the week. There are so many great players. Just, Give me I a break with that. Overall, last night I watched the game last night and I thoroughly enjoyed the basketball game. I I didn't. Now, what do you think about what, the I what do you think of the whole virtual thing, the virtual fans? You like it? You just think I think the NBA is trying. How do you feel about that? I, I don't. You know, I don't care. I I think it's whatever whatever they want to do to try to add to the TV effects. But I'm yeah. not I'm not looking into the, well, the I don't crowd. Watch the the I don't I care. I yeah, I'll tell you. You know, if things get lost a little bit in baseball because you don't have fans in the first couple rows reaching for home runs. So, you know, I saw one that I thought was out in the Braves game the other night, got caught right up against the wall in a great play. Yeah. Uh, uh, I forget it was playing left field for uh, for Tampa, but it was a heck of a play. So you lose a little bit of that. But if you want to pipe it, noise, great. If you want to do virtual fans or cutouts, it only adds to the – but I, I don't really care either way. If they just play dead silent, I actually like hearing the ambiance of the guys sort of talking on the field. You can hear the umpire quite a bit better. So to me, that's a better presentation. And I'll say this, uh, you know, sort of build up what Ted said with the uh, NBA. And you guys are right. They've done a great job. This is great for, uh, for, for the NBA. Lakers with 50 wins. LeBron, you know, look, it would be great for LeBron to go to a championship. Like you said, Nicole, year. you think back to 9-11 when everybody hated the Yankees, uh, despite, you know, having won the three championships in a row at that point. Could have been a fourth in so America. After yeah. 9-11, so many people were like, you know what, I hate the Yankees, but it'd be great 
you know, after 9-11 if they, they win the World Series. So I, I, can, I can see where, look, from a marketing standpoint, also having the two L.A. teams maybe be your top two teams overall uh, isn't isn't such a bad thing either uh, in terms of television ratings, which, as you guys mentioned, was through the roof. So kudos to the NBA. It looks yeah. like they, they know what they're doing. They had a plan. They've executed it, and that's Quick why thing. they're where they're at. Quick thing, and just give me one quick answer. I don't need an explanation. Which is more likely to finish, NHL or the NBA? Both. You think both? I think they oh, both yeah. have an I think they both have the perfect okay. scenario. Okay. I think they're both good to go. I think baseball's the one that's in trouble, and I think the NFL may never even get off the ground this year, which would stink. Okay. Well, let's get into the NFL yeah. quickly. Let's finish off with the NFL because there was a top 100 list, but we're going to get into the top 10 list because, well, we always want to know who are the top 10 players in the NFL voted by the peers. And as expected, some people had some problems with them. So the list included Lamar Jackson as the number one player, Russell Wilson, number two, number three was Aaron Donald. Number four was Patrick Mahomes. Again, two straight years, by the way, that he was number four. Michael Thomas was number five, then followed by Chris McCaffrey, George Kittle, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Gilmore, and Derrick Henry. So let's, you look at that list, I was trying to say maybe if we do our own top 10, that's the biggest thing. That's where the biggest question comes in. Is Patrick Mahomes the number one player? We did our top 10 list. Now, this is for 2020 or last year's season. Patrick Mahomes, I want people to listen because people are going to jump on us. Oh, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback in the world. We know that. We, we get that. But he was not, and I repeat, he was not the best player last year in the NFL. And I think, Ted, you can you can add to that as well. Lamar Jackson was indeed the best player in the NFL last year. If Mahomes was healthy last year yes. and played all 16 games like he did the year before, he probably would have been the number one player. See, people have to understand this. Two things. First of all, this is done after practice. They give you a sheet of paper. Okay, and I'm not an NFL player, but this is they had Danny Cannell on it. He was saying exactly how it goes, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, Joe, we're going to switch one and three, but it doesn't matter. I'll explain. I actually have Lamar one. It doesn't matter. It's all right. They give you a sheet of paper at the end of the practice, and Danny Cannell said, this is how it goes. He goes, you're, you're wet, you're sweaty, you just came off a two-hour practice, you're not in the mood, you're just like, all right, I'll just write down five names that come to my head. And then he goes, usually we just give it to one of the staff members and say, fill the rest out, okay? So it's not really taken into full context like, hmm, who's one, who's two? Let's be honest. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. We know that. Yep. It's it's we, like, I think we're all saying, in agreement on it's that. It's like saying LeBron James is not the best player in basketball. We know that. He could win the MVP every year. But does he? No. Last year, Lamar Jackson was the best player in all the NFL last year. Yes. Okay? He had the breakout year that Mahomes had the year before. It yep. wasn't even close. Okay? He had – Freaking, he broke the quarterback rushing record. He was like fourth in the league in rushing as a quarterback. Yep. He was the most dominant on the best team in football last year, and it wasn't even close. I know he didn't win a okay. Super Bowl, and Mahomes was the ultimate guy on the top, but we know that. The number two best player in the league last year, well, question of doubt was Russell Wilson. It, listen, the guy does more with less than any other player in the since league. He's, coming he's to, not. Since, I mean, the past okay, five years. He doesn't have the speed of Lamar. He doesn't have the offensive line. He doesn't have the weapons that Mahomes has, and he still puts up godly numbers that is not even close. And he plays in the toughest division in all the NFL. 
Okay, he is the best playmaker in football. He's got accuracy, athleticism, passing. That's why he doesn't take the hits that Lamar takes. That's why his accuracy is top-notch. It's up to Breeze and Brady level. He's got the arm strength of any other quarterback. He makes all the plays with a sub. His offensive defense last year, Rankin's offensive line, were in the 20s. Okay, Baltimore's offensive line is in the top 10. We always talk about offensive line protection. Who? Seattle, Seattle they were well, they were fighting the, the, the 49ers in the okay. last game. So that's why I have Russell Wilson at two. The reason why I have Aaron Donald number three is because he is the best defensive Let's player. Go through your top ten the, and tell me why you have it. There's not even a close. You can't name me the second best defensive player in the league or defensive line player that's even close to Aaron Donald. It's the Here's the difference. You want to put Mahomes one? Guess what? You can make an argument for two to three other quarterbacks easily to be number one. When you say the best defensive player, you can't tell me the next best pass rusher or defensive player. The spectrum between one and two is this, and the quarterback spectrum is this. And that's not knocking Mahomes. I put Mahomes for If he was healthy, he's probably number one. And it's also done before the playoffs in the Super Bowl. You're going to tell me, yeah, he had all the quarterback comebacks in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl. Yes. But it's done beforehand. Number four was Mahomes. I had number five. What no, I have? You didn't have. No, you four not, was. You're not even. You're, you're you're all over the place. Can we bring that list back up? Where's my list? You're no, not here. You, you had was, Mahomes number three. Then you had Aaron Donald. Then you had McCaffrey. no again. I had Donald three. I switched it. I told you're you. Right, you're out of your Donald mind. was three. Mahomes would be four. Caffrey five. Kittle six. Gilmore seven. Hopkins. Thomas and Derrick Henry. All right, I'm gonna do my list because now I, I know because he's struggling a lot. I'm not struggling. Lamar was number one by far. Russell was number two. Those were the two best quarterbacks last year. Mahomes is number three. We get it. He was injured last year. If he stays healthy, probably would have been number one. Reason I picked Christian McCaffrey, and I'm gonna relate it to Ted. Okay, you take off Aaron Donald off the Rams. Well, how good are the Rams still? They're probably still a six. They're seven or eight win team. They're still that talented. Take Christian McCaffrey off. The Carolina Panthers. They're probably a one-win team, one or two-win team. I know they were bad last year. The reason why I relate this to Ted, it's like in his high school days. You can roll your eyes. I'm talking highly of I you know. right now. You should be loving this. Why is this list? The reason why I said McCaffrey, and I'm, I relate it to Ted, is because, well, back in high school, Ted was the – my brother was the best football player on the team. I don't care what anybody says. He was the best football team. You take him off – from his junior year to his senior year, they probably win maybe one or two games combined in two seasons. That's how good Christian McCaffrey is. That's what Ted was to North Haven in high school. And that's why I picked Christian McCaffrey. And, by the way, it's more of an offensive league now than it is. Aaron Donald's amazing. You're not wrong. wrong. No one's wrong. McCaffrey, to me, is the best non-quarterback in football. That's why I don't understand why people argue about this because you're not wrong. Who gives a crap? If you tell me Mahomes is one, that's fine. If I tell you Russell Wilson's is one, if I tell you Aaron Donald's the best player in football, the best complete football player, okay, disrupts everything you do offensively, you have to double team him. He is the LT of this generation's defense. Listen, you can make, listen, multiple people have said it. When you watch LT, he literally changed the game defensively. You were like, I got to have two or three LT's people. The greatest football Aaron player, Donald is that right? type of player defensively in a league that's all about offense. Yep. 
That is the difference with him. And the, only, and the only other difference, I, I had DeAndre Hopkins as the number one receiver over Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas is amazing. I love Michael Thomas. I love Julio Jones. I love DeAndre Hopkins. I just, I, I will never change my mind about DeAndre Hopkins. When you still are that good, when you have Brian Hoyer as your starting quarterback and you still are dominant. No, but my I, point is, Ted, thank you for stating the obvious. Year. I know. But when you're, you can't use that argument. The reason wasn't last year. My point. You're not even listening. I am listening. The reason why I say DeAndre Hopkins is still the best receiver in the game because when you have a quarterback like that, like Brian Hoyer, and he still was dominating in a past year, he's been the best receiver for years now. He has been the best receiver to me in the, for years now, right, Ted? Do you understand what I was trying to say now? Okay. Michael Thomas, that argument Mike, five years ago. He's got Deshaun Watson. And he's been player. even better. My point is, he was still great. He and be better in Arizona. Can I, uh, can I just interject here? Uh, this list is kind of idiotic on Are you talking multiple about levels. The whole list in general. I mean, yes. Who I cares? How is Tom Who Brady cares? Brady? You could look. You could argue. I mean, how was Saquon Barkley not on this list, right? Because he was out. He missed well, he games. Was the numbers weren't there. It's the same garbage reason that you, anybody who would say that Lamar Jackson is better than Patrick Mahomes right now is just wrong. Uh, no. And I love Lamar Jackson. I love him coming out of college. I think he's a great player. He puts up peace numbers. But are we, are we talking about best fantasy player or best quarterback to take your team to the championship? Because if we're talking about who's the best quarterback to win a Super Bowl, I think Vegas and just about everybody else thinks it's going to be good old Patty Mahomes. I think yeah, Russell Wilson's we just thought, we just definitely the second. He's your favorite possibly to come out, out, out of the out of the East. So I think if you're really trying to put together a list, I think you got to throw the numbers out the window. You got to look more at projections. Who's going to play well this year? That That's ultimately what it's going to come down to. So I hope you said this. I, and I want to interject for one second. Because this is what I was – I wanted to explain this because people get so passionate, okay? If you told me to take the best running back in football, you know who I'm taking? Saquon Barkley. If I was building the mold of a perfect running back, I'm taking Saquon Barkley. And you're like, well, you're a giant here. No, stop. I'm going to explain it. He has the size. He's six foot. He's 235 pounds. He has 4'4 speed, okay? Zeke has the same size, so he's got the size of, of Zeke in the running ability. But he also has the hands of McCaffrey. He has – Great hands. He has the athleticism and moves of the fastest players in the league. He has Barry Sanders-esque moves, okay? He has everything you want. See, Zeke, he's a great running back. I'm not knocking. Do not. We're, we're picking and choosing inches here, centimeters. But Zeke doesn't have the hands that McCaffrey and Barkley have. Okay, but you can make the better. You can make the thing that Zeke's a better inside runner than McCaffrey. I would pick Saquon as the best overall molded if i was building a running back saquon would be my running back if i was building a re receiver you know who i would take julio jones he has the size he has the speed he has the hands he has the route running he has every single thing component that you want in a receiver that's because in quarterback it's different because mahomes has the best arm yeah. But I would say Breeze and Brady might have the best accuracy. More the best accurate, playmaker yeah. might be Russell Wilson. If you want the best athlete, you take Lamar Jackson. Yeah. You know what you know what I'm saying? If you really want to have all these intricate talks and stuff, let's break it down. The best athlete is Lamar Jackson. The best throwing arm in the league is Josh Allen and Mahomes. It's not even close. But Breeze can I can I make one other interjection here? I, yeah. I, I George Kittle is yes. the best tight end in the league. He might be George one of the best Kittle. Players. 
George Kittle is George Kittle is not a top ten player in this league. Uh, I don't think George I don't think George Kittle belongs in the top ten. Really? I think George Kittle is one of the best players, nine quarterbacks in the entire league. Look, dude, he had, a 50, he, is, he had a 15% increase in his catching percentage last year. He had been a 65% catcher. He caught it about a, he made receptions at about a 79% clip. Um, I, I think that that number is probably going to drop closer to uh, the upper 60s, where it should be. And I think if you look at Kittle's numbers from last season, uh, had he not had so many balls thrown his way and caught most of them, which which at, at an almost almost an exceptional rate, I don't think he continue that. I don't think he's going to catch for a thousand yards in a, in a full season every year. I think that again, if you look at the numbers, dude. Uh, it, it was an exceptionally high number of catches made on his part that really propelled the numbers. He's still the best tight end of football. Don't get me wrong. I just I think he's a little overvalued. I, I would take Derrick Henry. I would take Derrick Henry and the production he brings and the way he plays his game over a George Kittle any day of the week. See, here's the thing, though. Trevor and Trump was making he blocks like an extra lineman, so it's like having your sixth lineman, and he catches the ball like a receiver. So you get two of the best abilities you would want in a tight end. So that's why he can control the game both. I love, I love George Kittle. I love, I love his play. I love his style of play. I just love everything about George Kittle. I don't think Kittle you're a product of your system, okay? Absolutely. And it's like he's he's young. He's only had two years in the league where he's where he's been productive. I, again, I think sometimes we want to we want to lose our mind after a guy's had one or two good years. I mean, to, to call him a top 10 player and the least somebody like somebody with the resume and reputation of Julio Jones not being on that list for a guy like George Kittle. I find insulting. He finished 11th, Julio. I understand that. I look the, the top ten. Everybody wants to be in the top ten. Yeah. Obviously, you know, if, if we could be pissed off that Patty Mahomes is third or fourth on the list, again, for me, you look at what a guy like Julio Jones has done and does every single season consistently. For him to not be in this top ten where George Kittle is, again, I find it a little insulting. Okay, so when you look at that top ten list. Who would you have taken? Would Kittle be the one you would take out of that top 10 list and added Julio? I would like Julio in the top 10 list. I also have a problem with no Barkley, but I don't know where I would put him. Again, I'm not, I'm not basing this off of numbers. I'm basing this off of if you ask me who the top 10 players are going into September when, when we oh, kick yeah. off, my oh. list would be very different than this. I, I Again, I'm looking at guys who yeah. I expect are going to have great seasons. I don't want to – how are we basing this on, like, all the great games Lamar Jackson had last year? What's to say he's going to have a year like this again this year? You don't know that. Over, it's all based on last year's last season. I understand that, which, again, makes this list – again, we talk about analytics all the time and the stupidity behind relying on analytics because analytics tells you what happened – before it doesn't take into account nor predict what's going to happen now again I've, to give the example i give all the time if i'm 0 for 10 against a pitcher does that mean i'm due or does that mean i'm going to go 0 for 11 i would say statistically mathematic statistics would say you're due for a hit and every team said if they were starting a franchise right now patrick mahomes would be the number one pick without a hundred percent without question
So, I and mean, I think the best running back overall in the game is Saquon Barkley. I think I, you're I, I, that this year for sure. Me, I'm a, I, you know how much I love the Giants. I would, I would still go McCaffrey. See, I because, because the reason I think Saquon's a more physical running back. That's fine. No, with, I with, with more I'm not, size, I'm not speed, like, and he has the hands that McCaffrey has. Guys, I'm not saying Barkley's like out of the top five. I'm just saying. No, he, I know he's that. not my number one. But he's number two. He's number two. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying he's number two to me. See, who would be my on, number one on, receiver? On. I could go look at I could go one or two on 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 McCaffrey and Barkley with you. That's splitting hairs. I think they're equally great yeah, players, I think. But I think I think Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes gotta be quarterback one two. I, I, I think Jackson's a close three, but Jackson's gotta start winning some playoff games. You gotta win a uh, game. If we're gonna say he's the best. And then receivers, yeah, for receivers for me, if I had to, it would be number one would be Hopkins. Number two, I would go Michael Thomas. Number three, Hulu. But that's kind of like the McCaffrey, Barkley, and Zeke thing. You can Absolutely. go either way with any one of those. And then the tight end is the same thing. Kittle, well, you hear all these offensive positions. That's where I, I understand your point with Aaron Donald is that when you t- when you hear defense, you think, oh, Aaron Donald's the best defensive player in the game by far. We just went through the offenses. Kittle, Kelsey, that's a toss-up. Receivers, toss-up. Running back is a toss-up. And then I think we can all agree – that Patrick Mahomes would be the number one quarterback. Oh, you can toss it up a little bit. You can make hey, the argument. I can make the argument for Russell you Wilson. Would, you would go if Russell Wilson had the weapons that Patrick Mahomes has. Let's see how good. Let's really because we're we're talking about a team that's a run-based offense in Seattle. Okay, they've always been predicated on defense first, not offense. This is what they I have a weak about. offensive line, and they don't have the weapons. Here's and, my, here's you're right. So, here's and my, he doesn't have the Andy Reid as a coach, a playmaker. Here's my Eric Bieniemy. He has Pete Carroll as a defensive-minded guy. Here's my thing about that whole argument. Quick, the Chiefs were already good with Alex Smith. Tyreek Hill was hold on, hold on, Ted. Seattle was good with Hasselback. Listen, hold on. Kelsey was still great with Alex Smith. Tyreek Hill was still great. Wait, yes, stop. yes, not great. He's not great. Yes, he was. They put that when Patrick Mahomes went there. They he took them to a whole nother level. Patrick Mahomes, and we always say it. We always say it all the time. Patrick Mahomes is unlike any other quarterback we've ever seen in the game. The Chiefs' offense became unstoppable. Literally, when Patrick Mahomes became the starting quarterback. Figures, he just started learning how to read defense. That's what I'm trying to say. My McCaffrey thing, the reason I take him, well, I got to see Barkley stay healthy. He was out last year. He was dealing with injuries all year. If he comes back like he did his rookie year and has an amazing season, Saquon Barkley, I'm not saying he's – I'm a Giant fan, but Christian McCaffrey right now to me is still the number one back because of his availability. I don't know if Gilmore's the best cornerback in the league. Who? Oh, let me, yeah, No, 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 I know. Who would you pick then? I don't know that I would. I don't know that a quarterback needs to. I mean, again, why? Why do certain positions need to be in the top ten? Corners to me, corners, it's a me- it's a it's a measurement of the player. It, position to me is irrelevant. Some positions are more important than others. Your argument about Kittle blocking, okay, maybe I would put him in the top ten then. Maybe not six, but maybe he is a top ten guy. I don't know that I think Gilmore is had a great year last year. The year, two years before that were, were 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 good. They weren't great. I wasn't thinking he was the best cornerback in football until people started saying it towards the middle to end of last year. So again, these these lists are really arbitrary. They're very subjective. 
Um, again, I'm not saying Gilmore is not the best cornerback in the league. Maybe he is, but I'm not blown away. I, I, I don't. I'm not like, oh, that's definitely a top ten guy. Again, just because you're the best in a position doesn't necessarily mean it warrants inclusion in the top ten. So, so I guess what I'm gathering from what you're saying is he's not the Dion where he stands out. He's not Darrell. Reed. Correct. He's not. You know, he, well, those guys are hard to come by. He's not Charles. No, I, I think, listen, I think, and yes, you're, you're, thank you for explaining that. It's exactly what I mean. Look, I, you know, there used to be like one or two guys who were clearly the best. I don't know that he's like head and shoulders better than everybody else out there. He might be the best going into this season. That could change next season. And I don't believe that was the case necessarily last year. That's, that's all my argument is. I don't, I don't know how you could be like a top 30 guy and suddenly you're parked in it like number seven off of, you know, one really, really good year. We'll have to see. I mean, he was he was amazing last year. To me, he was the best. Can he continue? I mean, he won defensive player of the year last year, so – I mean, his sure he was look, but again, this is this well, is that like ESPN hype machine where like just because the guy w was the best last year, yeah. somebody had to win that award, right? Yeah. Somebody, I mean, somebody had to be the best the, the best defensive player last year. It was his year. Do you want to bet money he wins it again? He's nope. going to be one of the favorites. No, put, going another, put another defensive lineman he, on. I, gu I guarantee right now, today, that if the season happens, that he absolutely will not be the defensive player of the year. Oh, and if good. he is, if he is, when I make my list for next year, he's automatically number two. How's that? <laughs> and you get a free sub. And, and I get a sub. Well, I'm getting. I'm going to get this sub with this Gary Sanchez. And that's why my <laughs> works. See what sports does for us? I haven't been, that's what sports does for you. You tired up. You could talk. We could talk for another two hours about this. Is what sports has brought back to us. This, I mean, for the past three to four months, we haven't had a lot to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. But now with sports back, and it seems like, well, who knows for how long? This is what happens now. See, we go for a while now. It's like the old days. Felt like the old days. Felt like with the old days of having a lot. Like I mean, we're so used to having shorter shows, but that's what sports has brought us for us, Joseph. As always, thank you. Let's see Thanks how for letting me come on and rampage and scream my head off. It felt always, good. Oh, it's beautiful. That's what it's all about, bro. Three Italian guys. That's what three Italian guys can do. That's what happens. We'll see what happens with Gary Sanchez this weekend. He'll get it figured out. Don't you sweat it. Thanks for having me on. Are you sure you're going to have to owe me a sub, so I know you're probably going to be sweating that one out. You can listen. I believe in the Sanchez. I believe the Kraken's believe about, the Kraken? I think the Kraken's about ready to crack out and I'm Someone's telling you. Pull that cage up and let him out then. Let me remind you. <laughs> let me go. remind you of there one thing go. before there I move go. on. What's out. tomorrow? Saturday. What's tomorrow? Yeah, August first. August first. Uh oh, I who know. Owns, who owns the month of August? Who does it? Whose month is August? You know it's Gary Sanchez's month. He's gonna go three for four tomorrow. Oh no, he's gonna go three for yeah, three for four tomorrow with like two home runs, eight RBIs, and we're like, well, that's over. It's August. Yeah, I don't be shocked if it happens. Well, he'll be the first one to text us. I know, right? Time will tell, Joseph. Love it, guys. Thanks for having me. We'll catch you next time. Man, stay safe. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for watching. Like I said, we're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. Also, the shirts. If you want some new shirts, blue, white, and black, dry fit cotton. They're nice. Dry fit and cotton. We'll get you both of them if you want. We'll get you any one you want. 
But ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. Everybody stay safe and enjoy the beautiful weather. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements.